Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Altruis. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Julie Murakawa has served as the founder and president of Climb High since 2011. She previously had more than a decade of experience in the hospitality and technology sectors, working with OTAs, e-commerce companies, hotel direct technology providers, hotels, restaurants, and mobile apps worldwide. This includes Expedia, Aston Hotels and Resorts, Bellagio, Trump International Hotels and Resorts, Walt Disney World's Polynesian Resort, Remark Media, and Travel Tripper. Julie was recognized as a 2022 Hawaii Business Magazine 20 for the Next 20 honoree, as well as the 2021 Women of the Year by the Hawaii Chapter of Women in Lodging and Tourism. She was also named to the 2021 Women Who Mean Business Cohort by Pacific Business News. And before we go back and congratulate Julie on those wonderful awards, I'm going to introduce our next guest today. We're having a conversation with Bernard Nunez. He is a seasoned business executive with over 25 years of international management experience. He's currently the Vice President, Chief Human Resource Officer at Island Holdings. As the Vice President, he leads the people and administrative services efforts for Island Holdings and its family of companies. With prior HR roles in higher education, consulting, and luxury retail, Bernard also serves as an HR certification instructor with the outreach programs at the University of Hawaii and Hawaii Pacific University. He's been a Society for Human Resources Management volunteer since 2014 and is a past president for that organization, Hawaii, and currently serves as the State Council Director representing Hawaii at the national level. Well, welcome, both of you. Such Thank interesting you. bios. Julie, first uh-huh. of all, to you, congratulations on those awards. Well done. You've had a busy past couple of years. Thank you. And it, it really is due to all the work across Hawaii and all the businesses that have come together. Can you tell me, please, and tell all of us, what is Climb High? So Climb High is a homegrown nonprofit that I started back in 2009 and with the intention of leading, exposing, and inspiring our next generation to find pathways to reach their goals. And so that has spread over the years from day-long events to building out learning management systems for credentials. And most recently, what we're here to talk about today is the Climb High Bridge that is a tool that is connecting educators and businesses directly. What was it that inspired you in the early days of this when you decided, okay, this is where I see I'm going. Hawaii needs this. So I'm a local girl born uh, with roots in Hawaii Island and Oahu. And so growing up, I saw it firsthand, uh, the lack of connection between our youth and business. And so when I went away to college and came back after joining the Expedia team, I saw that it still existed. And I wanted to change that and to be able to do it in an efficient and an effective way. And I found that sitting in meetings and doing leadership meetings, it was not as effective as I wanted it to be. So I started the nonprofit to be able to make that change and to... (laughs) to create that difference. And so that's where Climb High was born, to be able to link our youth up with industry, with businesses, so that they can see all the opportunities that are in front of them and to help them achieve economic self-sufficiency. 
So what you were seeing was kind of an expectation of homegrown local talent that wasn't reaching as high as they possibly could be. Well, we see our, uh, what I experienced, right? I went away that we're, we're seeing that in studies, right? That our, um, our generation and our, our youth are moving away, feeling like they can't succeed and find that economic self-sufficiency here. But there are so many opportunities and we just have to show um, the next generation that they exist. And that's what Climb High Bridge is all about. It's about showcasing everything that's available so that they can uh, find livable wages and to be able to understand what a career path looks like in Hawaii to reach their goals. And really, even though you started this uh, over a decade ago, or more than that, um, there's never been a more timely opportunity, it seems like. I mean, not only are people looking to make that connection between education and their career path, but employers employers are just desperate to have local homegrown talent stay here and work here and be here. I mean, it's just never been such a critical time. So you've your work has come to the point, I think, where people must be so appreciating what you do. You know, one of the things that I'm so interested in you talking to us about is how Climb High Bridge gets into schools and starts connecting schools and business community. Because for such a long time, I think we've realized that that's where we have to go. We've got to go into school. We've got to get into high schools and start telling these kids there are opportunities for you here. Absolutely. And so Climb High Bridge uh, is actually very young. We launched it in 2021 in January, and we spent the whole year rolling it out to all the DOE. So the Ohana that came together, there are over 500 opportunity providers, and there are 159 schools with 3,400 educators live. And so when you ask, how does it connect? This is it. We've built a whole network of businesses as well as educators that are able to directly communicate through the tool. And so within the first year, we already reached over 32,000 students. And so when you have a tool like this that creates the scalability, it's the businesses and the um, educators that are able to create that magic and to allow that to happen. So over 32,000 students in 2021, we're already at almost 40,000 students at the end of this school year. Over 2,000 educators have been touched by these events as well. And this has led to over 550 events being accepted by businesses all throughout COVID. So it truly is a story of aloha for our, for our home as businesses and educators came together in the hard times. So we really look forward to the good times because if we can do all of that during, during COVID, imagine what we can do uh, when, as that lifts. And the amazing part is how equitable it has been. And in achieving goals for us, it's about um, providing that social capital equitably and, and leading to economic self-sufficiency. And in those results, every single district has received opportunities with some of the most remote locations like Ka'u and uh, Honoka'a and Kohala, all leading the pack uh, and getting as many opportunities as folks like Campbell High School. It's, re it's so exciting. It's so exciting. Let's, let's chat with you a little bit, Bernard, because you're directly involved in how this has benefited and how it does benefit companies. First of all, tell us a little about Island Holdings and then how Julie and her work have come together with you guys. Sure. Well, Island Holdings is a family of companies. Um, our portfolio includes insurance products and services, technology consulting, 
private equity and real estate, and is comprised of Island Insurance, you may have heard of them, uh, Atlas Insurance, Pyramid, Paxa, and Tradewind Capital. So at Island Holdings, we have this whole family of companies, just under 500 employees. And we were looking at ways to continuously give back to the community um, and help to develop the future leaders of Hawaii. So with Climb High Bridge, it was a fantastic opportunity because it had this one platform that we were able to connect on. Really, really easy to use platform. And all the DOE schools were there. So very simple. You sign up the program, you create your profile, you select what types of educational opportunities and levels of school. So whether it's elementary, middle or high school or even post-secondary. And then you type in the different types of areas that you want to volunteer in. So for us, we picked four areas. We looked at career fairs and job readiness programs, um, guest speakers, judges and coaches and site visits. And over the course of the last year, we've actually participated in six different events. Wow. And as you say, that's like kind of just post-COVID. So what are you going to be like when it all gets off? So what has it brought to you? I mean, as a huge group of companies looking to really be involved in giving back in a practical way, how has, how has this helped you to really be effective? Well, our company launched a program called Malama Hours, where we allow all of our employees two days a year during business time to give back to the community. So this is one of those opportunities where they can sign up to volunteer to give back. But really, so far since we've launched the program, since we've been participant with Climb High Bridge, we've had over 50 employees volunteer for different events. Uh, the mock interviews have been the most popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had a lot of volunteers for those. But we even participated as judges and presenters at the DECA conference. Uh, so all of our executives down to our employee level participate in, across these events. Julie, I mean, it's always great to hear about, um, you must love it too, hearing about companies where it's practically working for them and they're enjoying it and you make it easy for them. You know, it, it's it's obvious that it's you've come up with a website that's very user-friendly and it has all the information they want. But how, how does it work for students? I mean, you say that there's 32,000, now 40,000 already engaged in the website. Do they know to go to the website and start looking for opportunities? How does, how does that work? How do you reach them? Yeah, so right now the portal connects educators and businesses. So it is the educators that are getting their students involved, right? So if they request a guest speaking event, then they have their classes and there, so those numbers are coming from that. But what's really exciting is that this is just the beginning. We are moving into a student facing or what we call an opportunity seeker arena. And that is quickly being developed right now. And at the start of the new school year, we'll be starting to test that. And um, hopefully at the beginning of next semester, we'll be able to roll that out. And so that students will be able to guide themselves, be able to explore on their own and find their own pathways based on what they're interested in. We understand there are so many challenges for the Department of Education. And even though they're moving from six pathways to 13 pathways, it does not mean that every school will have it because they have budgetary restrictions, they have capacity, you have um, educator, you need qualified teachers. All of that plays into how many pathways they have available at their schools. And so all schools will not have the 13. And so with the Climb High Bridge moving into the student-facing arena, all industries across Hawaii have the opportunity to get in front of these students, regardless of the budget of their school. So again, coming back to that equitable access, students will now be able to discover industries on their own, to be able to explore 
and to find internships, job shadowing, mentorships, and those things that lead to jobs. And so businesses will be able to create their prerequisites and their pathways for these students, and students will be able to explore on their own. How fantastic, and especially post-COVID, because I think everyone who deals with youth at almost any age will be very cognizant of the fact that COVID was so hard on our children. And I think in some ways we failed them terribly because we just took them, we isolated them, we took them away from everything. And I think for for young people looking for a future, right now it can seem quite bleak. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like growing up being them, being bombarded by social media and all kinds of things. Um, to have them have the ability to believe, oh, I can do that. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. I mean, that's so powerful. So exciting. It is. And to be able to say that, I can do it at home. Yeah, that's what's I really mean, important. as you say, if there's some there's some, you know, high school kid in Kau, you know, who suddenly has access to any kind of opportunity that they and and a way of going after it, right? So then they have companies like Island Holdings who are there waiting to get invested in, okay, how can we help you? Can we come and tell you? Can we come to your school? What has it been like for you guys to be involved with this? I mean, has it been, I know it's been positive because I can tell you look very happy talking about it. Yes, it has been very positive. It's exciting actually to be able to share these opportunities across our family of companies, across our employees. Again, we're always looking at ways to give back to the community and that's kind of inbred with our culture and our mission and vision of the organization. So this outlet makes it really, really easy to connect. Um, you know, I was one of the guest speakers at the DECA conference and I did a series on um, why businesses fail without HR. And for me, it was eye-opening with the students because many of them in high school don't know what HR is. You know, human resources is not something that's readily taught, um, let alone business courses, right? So to have that and to be able to talk about that with the students and kind of share my profession, and you could see the lights, you know, start yeah. to go on there and potentially I hopefully created some interest in the profession as they leave high school and enter into college. Well, of course, right? Because if you are in high school and you have no idea of how exciting some jobs are because you've never been exposed to them, no one in your family has ever worked in that industry. I mean, how else are you going to know, right? One of the questions I ask every single guest that comes here, and, and we have guests from, you know, the captains of our biggest industries all the way down to small mom and pops. I always ask them, you know, how did they first get inspired? And for many of them, it was in school. It was something that happened, someone they heard speak. It was just an event that they went to that changed the course of what they do. And I think that's why all of us are so passionate about reaching these amazing young homegrown people. Um, Julie, I'm sure that there's a lot on this on uh, Climb High Bridge. The restaurant industry, you know, is one of our, our biggest industries in Hawaii is just suffering tremendously right now. And there isn't an end to it. You know, it's not something that you can say, oh, well, the pandemic's gone. We're post-COVID. People are going to come back to work. They're not. People, a lot of people have just said, I can't work in the restaurant industry. It's too, it's too hard. It's too, you know, it could be dangerous for me. Um, are you finding that that connection from the hospitality industry is one where they really appreciate and need what you're doing? Yeah, the restaurant industry, but I think it, it spreads across 
everywhere, you know, down to bus drivers, down to, I mean, everyone is reaching out uh, to be able to get exposure. So we're doing that for the restaurant industry for, for everyone that is connected through the portal. And we're also seeing the emergence of new types of, of jobs to be able to accommodate for that. We were just talking about this, but um, the emergence of the gig economy. So we're seeing uh, businesses and, and um, industries start to change to be able to offer things differently. And we're seeing a lot of demand for that style of work, which just to explain what that is, is there'll be a big event and uh, students can sign up to work for one night, no experience necessary, and they can get paid for eight hours of work and then move on. And so it's almost like a mini job shadowing, but you're on, yeah. you're on the job, but we just see things changing and emerging. But to your point, yes, everyone has that need. And that's why the portal is so important that we can get it out there to everyone in all, all communities to let them know what opportunities are available. Tell us, I mean, I'm sure there are so many you can hardly choose, but give us a couple of examples of some of your absolute favorite success stories. I think the reason I created this, right, I come from the business sector. So the reason I created this is that it's got to be a win-win for everyone, right? And so some of the greatest success stories are that, that it's a win-win for everyone. We've had businesses, if you try to start with the conversation around internships, it's very hard. There are union issues, labor issues, legal issues, morale issues, all kinds of things. But if you start with, hey, can you show up to a career fair? Greatest example, YNI High School helped them uh, with the Climb High Bridge to set up their career fair. And we had Southwest Airlines and Marriott go out there and, oh, absolutely no internships. We are, we're fine doing a career fair, but we do not have the capacity for internships or mentorships. And they went out there and they met with the students and saw the passion. And guess what they did? Internships. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. So we have a video of it on our website. We have the businesses, we have the teachers, and we have the students that said, you know, we expected a career fair and we've got all these students that have mentorships and internships. <laughs> Unbelievable. But Bernard, of course, that's going to happen if you're face to face with young people who really want a career. I mean, how can you say you want to be involved in the community in Hawaii and not want to give them a chance, right? Absolutely. And, you know, through the, the different events, it was incredible to see participants from the neighbor islands. So we had people from Maui as well as Hawaii Island uh, and, of course, Oahu. But it was great to see the outreach that, and, and the reach of Climb High Bridge to be able to have them participate. And our company does uh, offer summer internships as well. So it's a great opportunity, again, for the outreach. What would you say, Bernard, to other companies who are listening as part of their company culture is to give back to the islands? What would you say about the experience with Climb High Bridge and, and what should they do? Yeah, absolutely. If companies out there, if you're not a member of Climb High Bridge, you're missing a huge opportunity. This is a great and simple platform to connect you with lots of activities and opportunities, especially at the school level. Um, so this is the future of Hawaii and you need to invest in it. Sounds awesome. I wish you guys could stay longer. It's so good. Congratulations so much on what you're doing. It's incredible and much needed. And it does seem like your time is right. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Mahalo. Bernard. Thank you. Aloha. If you have enjoyed this episode and others, then all of the podcasts are available wherever you get your podcast, including on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Chamber's own website, cochawaii.org. If you've enjoyed today's interview, please subscribe. And if you have some time, could you leave a review? Because if you do, your reviews encourage other people to listen. And by them listening, you're also helping 
local businesses thrive locally, nationally and globally because our goal is to get their stories out. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Altrus. Join us next time for more stories behind Hawaii's small business. 